sure he watches this. Potato. Potato. Right to us at My Northwest. Oh, by the way, it's John Curley, Sherry Elliker Show. Look at you listening. Good for you. We respect your time and your intelligence. Teeny potato. Right. There you go. Talking into the Weird life we have, huh? Talking to a little woman in the jar and Jacob leaning in the ear close to the microphone. You can hear his stomach every once in a while. And then his giggles sound like... What was it again? That's the sneeze that sounds like a giggle. That's right. All right. Uh, well, the city's going to pay. You're going to pay. We don't pay. Yeah, you pay. The taxpayers pay. It's the price of anarchy. This is the piece in the Wall Street Journal. As they follow up, uh, Judge Lilly took a look at the complaints lodged by a bunch of businesses when the chop zone was set up there for, what, six weeks or something like that, but a six-block radius. Described by the Sale Times as relatively peaceful. Imagine that. In a six-block radius, in less than a month, you have two people murdered. You have rapes that are occurring. You've got vandalism. You have um, buildings being set on fire, spray-painted. You have garbage strewn everywhere. It's described as the Seattle Times as relatively peaceful or mostly peaceful. Um, but the judge didn't see it that way, especially when it came to the businesses that were saying, hey, listen, the city failed to provide the services it's supposed to provide for us. We couldn't do business. We had customers that were intimidated. Our business basically shut down when people would spray paint and break our windows or bust stuff up and just poop all over the place. Um, we were told if we'd got the graffiti off the walls um, and cleaned our stores up, they would come back and it would be worse the next time, I'm assuming. They would set the place on fire like the guy who owned the auto body shop there. So they sued. I think they probably sued for a lot more. But what did they end up getting, Sherry? $3.65 million. Uh, 600000 mm. of that is penalties uh, for the deleted text messages, of course, those oh. famous deleted text messages. And um, the federal lawsuit was filed in 2020. And they described the the plaintiffs, the people that were, you know, the property owners and the residents, uh, they were subjected to extensive property damage, uh, public safety dangers, and an inability to use and access their properties after mm-hmm. Seattle chose to, quote, actively endorse, enable, and participate in the occupation. The right. city didn't make an admission of wrongdoing, um, but it's... You know, it's failure to the fact that they settled. I mean, it would cost them much more money to go to court on this. So it was one, settling the, one it, of the things they looked at. You know, the judge looked at when the city provided porta potties free of charge to the people that wanted to live that utopian lifestyle where there are no police, but two kids can get shot and killed. When they provided the porta potties, the judge is like, eh, okay, looks like you were supporting this uh, actively, not passively, passively allowing them to just take over the streets and, you know, destroy those parts of six blocks of Seattle. And think about what you did for everybody there who was watching Fox. I'll tell you, every time I would tell somebody I was in Seattle, like, oh, you know, some guy from Indiana. Oh, wow. I've been watching on the news. That's crazy. They got that whole chip chap, chip, chippy chap sound, whatever that thing is they got set up down there. That's nuts. The whole world watched as Seattle decided it wanted to see what it's like to live without any police for six weeks or however long it was. 
I, this amount seems very low to me. I it don't does. know how many. It, I don't know how many businesses filed the lawsuit and what the payouts will be, but it doesn't seem like enough. I, I would have thought it be in more the ten million dollar range, something like that. But mm-hmm. I guess the businesses are saying this. You know, a lawsuit can drag out for years, and it, maybe it was just the easier path to take. And they figured, okay, we'll we'll take what we can and uh, not not go into a bunch of litigation that's going to become more accusatory of the businesses. Well, you could have done this. Yeah. You could have had this security yeah. thing. You could have yeah. this. So uh, I'm good for them that they got something. Well, they always say you never get into a fight with anybody that buys uh, ink by the barrel. And the same thing applies when you're fighting the city. The city is using your funds to fight against you when they hire all the lawyers. So eventually you're like, what is this costing us? You got to pay the lawyers, you get the fees and stuff. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, you just, you know, uh, fish or cut bait and take what you can get. So that's what they ended up doing. Maybe they should have had James O'Keefe from uh, Project Veritas um, run the books for them because apparently he's in a little bit of trouble. He hasn't been fired. He has been fired or whatever it is. They, the board of directors took a look at some of the spending and some of the budgets, and they'd seen some of the money that uh, James O'Keefe, who runs this Project Veritas, uh, and he's in, a, he's in some... That is exactly where we find ourselves in the situation today, a situation where I've been stripped of my authority as CEO and removed from the board of directors. I bet you didn't know that. I'll get to that in a minute. And there are board minute meetings, which you'll all get a copy of, that read as follows, quote... James O'Keefe indefinitely suspended as CEO without compensation, February 10th. Yes. Quote, indefinite suspension of James O'Keefe from the board, dated February 10th, five days before the statement, saying that I'm still the CEO. I don't know why this is happening now, or specifically why this is happening suddenly right now. Well... Part of the problem is, first of all, that's the clearest audio we've ever, ever gotten from Project Veritas. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm surprised you didn't have it sitting in a table glasses. in somebody's purse. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I, I think they do good work, but you know, when this guy's got the he's got the keys to the to the to the uh, purse and he can spend the money as he wants to, that's what they kind of got him on. Let's see if he talks a little bit about that. On Thursday, February second. That's a few days after the Pfizer story. I was informed by an officer of Project Veritas on the phone while en route to the airport that he would resign unless I stepped down as CEO. We've been having a conflict of visions, him and I, over fundraising. Were they in fundraising here? I guess no one from fundraising is here. There were tactical disagreements about the boldness of approaches soliciting donations. I was told, and I'm paraphrasing, by asking for X dollars right now, you will prevent 10X dollars down the road. That advice ran contrary to everything I knew to be true in my 13 years of fundraising. Um, But that conflict was even more fundamental and essentially boiled down to this. And my vision, I'm gonna paraphrase Howard Rourke, the architect, quote, "I I don't build in order to have donors. I have donors in order to build. Ah. That's what I believed, and I felt like we had a conflict of visions. So did you see what they got him on? They don't like the where he's spending his money. He spent, I think, uh, was it $60,000 or something like that to, pl- to fly in a private jet to get over to some guy who was going to fix his boat for him? 
when they asked him about it, he goes, oh, yeah, that guy was a donor. I was talking to him about donating money. Then they saw that he spent, I don't know how many, tens of thousands, whatever, on black car to be able to transport back and forth. They just thought he was sort of kind of playing fast and loose with the money that he was spending in order to, you know, as they describe it as uh, live kind of a high on the hog lifestyle. Well, he also spent money. This was the weirdest thing on a music video, which was terrible. <laughs> they said that, you know, a lot of this was, uh, you know, he blew money on the music video. Uh, he had musical theater dreams. But I think more than any of that is that there was a, a lot of complaints behind the scenes about his behavior. They called it cruel behavior. One person described it as the beatings will continue until morale improves. Uh, uh, he was a power drunk tyrant. I think there was a mutiny. I think people got sick of his bad behavior and him thinking that he could get away with anything he wanted to and they started to turn on him i think this is interesting it's a tax exempt nonprofit mhm how does yep. that qualify as a nonprofit well you make a dollar and then you spend two you're not making a profit <laughs> um he, in order to be a nonprofit, you got to fill out all the forms and explain how it works and the board is involved and, you know, you're not set up to generate revenue. You're running it like a nonprofit. You can do that. I mean, if you've kept the correct tax forms that allow it to exist as a nonprofit, a 501c3, and how you spend your money and then how it's audited, you can do it. You know, I think they did some good work. You know, he was the first one to sort of his big thing that came out was this is the weirdest thing. He went in there. Do you remember this like 10, 15 years ago, dressed as a pimp uh, mm -hmm. and went to I Acorn do. and yeah. Acorn was providing housing or something. He explained he wanted to get a house that he so he could have his, his prostitutes turn tricks in the house. And yeah. was like, yeah, you can you can do that. He catches some people. I think his Pfizer stuff's real. I don't think he's, he's saying, well, ever since when I, you know, blew the Pfizer thing up, then, you know, isn't that interesting that look at this right after the Pfizer thing, then people got upset. He's trying to point fingers like it was a bigger conspiracy than that. So he steps down. A lot of people are dumping the um, Project Veritas, not following it. And now others are sweeping in and saying, you know, hey, hey follow us instead. Uh, send your donations over here. Project Veritas is blowing up. They're going to get rid of uh, James O'Keefe. So, well, they make about twenty. He raised about twenty million dollars a year from donors. So there were a lot of mm -hmm. people that uh, thought he was he was doing good work. Doing I just think that yeah, I just think he was uh, probably became too big for his britches, as my grandmother would say. Ah, uh, well, we talked about this yesterday during the president's uh, special that if he was LBJ explaining uh, how his britches should be made. It's the strangest thing. that We got the most response to that. Of all the whole show, whole four hours, people were most just fascinated by LBJ calling the man who makes pants for him and then insisting how the pants are designed so he's got room for his his stuff and then he said, God, you people, you know, come on. <laughs> Come on, you listeners. Well, well now, sure, yeah, according sure. to higher. you, according to you, yesterday's show was not the most memorable of shows. And I, I think you should be delighted that there is a takeaway from that show because <laughs> you said that you weren't pleased with the show. So you do know that it did make an impression, even though it was a little bit 
Not on the edge. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to find that sound, but we don't need it. I see that uh, Idaho House has uh, passed a resolution on Wednesday. This is, I guess, last week. To begin talks with Oregon about potentially expanding the Idaho border into eastern Oregon. The resolution uh, has its roots from the Greater Idaho Movement, which seeks to absorb the 11 Oregon counties, or 63% of the state's land mass, into Idaho. And they would take them over. And then apparently the leftist residents of northwest Oregon, that would be Portland and Salem and Eugene, they would um, they'd keep their stuff, but Idaho would go ahead and grab the other part. You can do this legally. I mean, if you get the groups and you get the people to agree, and then you'd have to saw that off and they have to change the way the uh, states are lined up. But you get that section of uh, Oregon to come on over to Idaho. It's because they feel as though the the people on the eastern and southern Oregon regions are incompatible with the values of the people in Portland, Salem, Eugene. Um, the other thing is that sounds like a lot of land, 63%, but it's actually mostly privately owned and federally owned, so they're not losing a lot of state land. But what they are going to lose... Try this um, strange tense... Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. That sounded like Andrew's bad English accent. Was that the, um, was go, that the shipping of something from yesterday? <laughs> um, is they're going to use a con- lose a congressional seat and one electoral uh, vote? I don't think this is. I don't. I don't. I think that Idaho is all about it. Idaho is great. Let's do it. We're fine with it. But I don't think uh, Oregon's going to go for it. Yeah, because they're going to lose that seat. Yes. But yes. moving the boundaries around, and, you know, you'll hear people in Seattle say, oh, really? So what, eastern Washington, you don't want to be a part of us? We are the ones that provide all the money for you. We generate all the money here over in Seattle. You guys are a bunch of hillbillies out there, a bunch of hayseeds in eastern Washington. And if you lost us, you want to go to some other place, go ahead. You'll see what it's like. Um, because we, the big urban city that generates the cash that supports all of the various um, uh, functions of the state, come from here. So if you were to saw off Seattle away from eastern Washington, uh, we would all be just sort of adrift in our um, land and our guns and our dogs and our horses. So... <clears throat> and our cows. I'm still f- working hard on the cow thing. I got a friend of mine who's like an expert on cows. And here's the latest on it. You ready? Mm-hmm. To get two of the Scotland uh, Highland cows, the miniature cows, I have they each one gets an acre, so that's fine. I got enough room for them. But then I have to get a llama. Ugh. What? I got to get a llama to protect them. Nobody, nobody has suggested this before. This is the first you're hearing of this, right? Well, you got to get, I, you know, everybody's got a guy. So I got a guy who's got a guy. And a friend of mine's like, yeah, I got to talk to Shane. Shane knows. So I call Shane. Shane's like a big cowboy. He's like 6'5", looks like a cowboy. And I asked him about it. He's like, well, those are great. Those, those little cows are very, very popular. You got to put your down payment on now because they're going to be birthing them in the spring. Um, put the down payment on. But don't forget, you got to get a llama as well. It's like, whoa, 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 what do I need a llama for? Well, you got to protect the cows. So I, now I have two cows and a llama that I have to buy. Has anybody, to- no one told you this before? The nice lady that came on that talked about the two cows, she didn't mention a llama. That's where they get you, Sherry. 
you get the cows. Next thing you know, they, they you're like, okay, well, how much are the cows? And they tell you, and then they say, well, how, whoa, whoa, how much are the, what's the, huh? I'm gonna get a llama. Ugh. wow, that's that's big. And you Why don't really big? want a llama. I mean, I, it's just a lot of animals. And maybe the it's cows like, don't even like the llama. No, they like the llama. It's the weirdest thing that the llama keeps coyotes and cougars away. And if I were a cougar and I went to like the annual cougar, you know, meeting convention and they, yeah, convention and they brought up a picture of a llama, you know, is, you know, whoever the cougars that's running the meeting, be like, all right, everybody, for some reason, you guys are afraid of this thing. Look at it with a fuzzy top. Come on, people. Come on, cougars. You can, you can, we can kill that thing. Why are you afraid of it? But yep, get a llama to protect your cows. Yeah, I think that the cougar could take a llama in no nope. time. Nope, nope. Check it out, Sherry. Check it out. Wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> God, sometimes I just want right. to solve this part of Washington away from your part of Virginia. <laughs> okay. Okay, we'll work on that next. All right. Um, oh, my wife's calling. We're not getting a llama. Look what you started, Sherry. Here we go. Back at it. Katie's going over those letters of the day. Jacob's doing all the hard work. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, she just texts me. Be nice if Jacob actually did something. <laughs> well, right. All right, uh, there they are. They're coming in. They're pouring in there. They um, writing to us. Good. That's good. Good for you. MyNorthwest.com or the uh, text message as well. The state review text line one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. And somebody gets a chance to be letter of the day is chosen by the teeny tiny. So Don Lemon made a comment about Nikki Haley. I don't know why we're still talking about this. Only the fact that they were the word was that he was going to be replaced. So they're going to take him down. Here's what he said about this Nikki whole Haley. talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's, not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime so for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Forties. Oh, so I got another. I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that. Well, you know, politicians aren't in their I think prime. We need to qualify. Are you talking about prime? Yeah, I say I say dumb things on this show, but I don't think I've ever said anything that dumb. No, no, it was Maybe. dumb and it was offensive and it was completely he, uncalled for. He, Wait, he's not finished offending. Hold on. Okay. Like child yeah, but boring, you or are you talking don't shoot about the message. I'm just saying what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google, you know, Google or whatever it is. Okay, so we'll check out. Look at Google. Uh, when are men in their prime? Right. Anyway, he made a dumb comment, but he's been having problems with the two women on the set for a while now. And then they had him step down. I think he took a day off on Friday. The Monday made a day off as well. They're sending him to a re-education camp sure. for a couple of days. He has to get uh, sensitized, and then they'll let him back in again, right? Yeah, if you believe that. So Chris Licht, who is the CEO and very much aware of the fact that 
you know, CNN is not not doing well. Uh, he had mm-hmm. had what he called a frank and meaningful conversation uh, with Don Lemon about this. He's going to participate in formal training, whatever <laughs> that is. I mean, oh, you know, um, there was a like lot in that business, that extortion business, because he has to do something legally. So what did you do after he said it's a liability thing? What did you do? Well, we sent him to a training class for three days. Oh, okay, okay. All right, then. All right. My question is, in today's world, who hasn't had to go through training already, whether it's sexual harassment or bullying or whatever? That's part of any any corporation now. So that he's going to some sort of formal training I don't mm-hmm. I I really don't buy it. But anyway, they said he also reprimanded him in an editorial call. He mm-hmm. said this was unacceptable and a huge distraction. Nikki Haley said this, to be clear, I am not calling for competency tests for sexist, middle-aged CNN anchors, only for people <laughs> who make our laws and are 75 plus. And um you know, he wrote out he said he said something about uh, my my comments were inartful and whatever. I mean, it was sort of a weird apology that he said. And yeah. uh, Don Lemon, that is um, they are really struggling on this show because he's had problems with the one anchor who apparently mm-hmm. he interrupted or she interrupted him. And, and then she started getting upset about it. And the rumor is that after this exchange, the other anchor uh, went into the ladies' room and just said, I, I'm not going back there. I have to cool down. So, mm. you know, they have less than 400,000 viewers on any given morning. So they really mm-hmm. don't need this kind of controversy. I mean, no publicity. Well, maybe they do. Wait, well, maybe I, they I, do. I, is anybody going to watch him more now? <laughs> no. No. Well, listen, when, when he's, at edu- when he's they're sending him to the re-education camp, maybe he'll find Tiger Woods there. So over the weekend, Tiger Woods uh, teed off, and he he was playing golf in a uh, tournament with his friend Justin, who is the guy he handed the, the tampon Justin to. Thomas. Thomas, yeah. They're friends, and after Tiger outdrove him as they're walking towards the ball on the fairway, he goes over to him, puts his, you know, slaps him on the back, and goes to slip into his hand a tampon, and then Justin, you know, kind of laughs it off. I don't know what he ends, ended up doing. So then it becomes a big brouhaha that Tiger Woods is so insensitive, and Michael Jordan says he's never been a leader. Anybody that spent any time on the golf course, when you play with guys out there, there's just constant jokes about that. Like if you miss a putt or you leave it short, the guy will say, does your husband play too? Or you you miss it not coming out of the trap or whatever. Oh, it must have gotten caught in your skirt. I mean, there's this right. constant Or hey, hey batter, batter, what, next time why don't you hit it with your purse? That one or the worst of the worst, which I've actually played with guys that do this. If you're hitting for the men's tees and you don't hit it past the women's tees, you have to you have to uh, pull you have to pull you have to expose yourself and then hit the ball. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who made up that rule? That's not. That's some weird thing one of your weird friends came up with. That's not No, no, no. That is no. That look it up in the book of golf. That's part of it. It's right up there. It's right there. Look it up, Jacob. When women are in their prime. Right. I'm a. (laughs) I don't hit a. I don't think I should Google that at work. No, no, no. If you don't hit a pass to win golf, don't hit a pass to women's tees. What are you supposed to do? And some guys will do that. They're like, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, look, <laughs> I, I don't. Gets a big laugh out of it. I I don't think what Tiger Woods did was horribly offensive. I thought it was tacky and classless, and it was actually Michael Johnson, who's an Olympian, oh, that Michael said oh, that yes. he he was upset about it. Um, this is what Tiger Woods said in in response. It was just friends having fun. As I said, if I offended anyone in any way, shape, or form, I'm sorry. It was not intended to be that way. We play pranks on one another all the time. And virally, I think this one did not come across that way because uh, between us because it was different. This is what Michael Johnson said. Apology starting with I offended anyone is no apology, but this is Tiger. Never been a leader, and he's Teflon. Still heralded after all the mistakes, so he's learned nothing. Media focus always on miraculous recovery, never why the need for recovery. The saddest thing, what it says is that Tiger Woods is no longer taking golf seriously. Because when he used to play, he'd walk past the gallery and never talk to anybody. People lean out, you know, not slapping hands, not throwing the ball to anybody. Focused, 100%. Would wear the red shirt on Sunday. Focused, focused. So he put that tampon in his pocket. So he'd have it as a joke. He's changed. He doesn't take the game as seriously as he used to. He can't play at that caliber anymore, so now it's a more casual sort of golf for him. It's kind of sad to see where he was and where he is now. That's the bigger part. But that kind of like stupid, you know, guys making fun of guys because <laughs> your husband played. What was yours? Oh, hit it with hey, your batter, purse. Hey, batter, batter. Next time, hit it with your purse. By the way, Jacob, did you look it up? I did, and Don't listeners are also writing in to confirm. Um, Thank you. The Google Thank says, you. yeah, uh, if the driver d- does not make it past the forward, or more commonly known as the ladies' tees, that player must play the rest of the hole with his club hanging out of his pants. And club is in quotes. Sure, I think you, I think I am deserving apology for you. <laughs> If I offended anyone, (laughs) (laughs) I'm very sorry. All right. All right. Thank you, Tiger. All right. Here we go. Teeny Tiny's got all the letters of the day. She's got, well, she's chosen one, right? You got one? You got one. Okay, good. She's got one right there. Doing all the hard work. Here comes the mailman now. Letters of the mailman. I'm the mailman, as you can see, I'm the mailman, don't nobody mess with me, I'm the mailman, if you didn't know, I'm the mailman, I bring the mail to your door. How'd you not know that's the mailman? Of course you know that's the mailman by now. All right, uh, we'll get to the other day, first take care of all the rest, Sherry. Uh, listener birthdays. Paul in Albuquerque says this. Hey, my mom is celebrating her 91st birthday with a slice of Cheesecake Factory cake washed down with a glass of champagne. Do me a favor and wish her a happy birthday. Her name is Paula. She's a little bit down because her other two boys went back to San Diego and Seattle this afternoon. Oh, oh. okay. All right. Teeny, you're at USA's head. Hello. All right. Teeny says hello. Okay. Uh, the President of the United States will lead us in happy birthday to Paula. Here we go. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Her name is Paula. Happy birthday, dear Paula. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Enjoy the cheesecake. I also just want to know that Paul, his mom's name is Paula. That's I didn't notice that before. His name okay. is Paula, and her name is Paula. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, sometimes you're 
Your little things, Jacob, that you throw in are like giant <laughs> anvils. <laughs> yes. Are you saying this is difficult to move on from now? Cows and llamas, 360. Wait, Curly, has a wife? I thought he was recluse. <laughs> he lives in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there were animal skins for clothing. Yeah, when I say wife, it's not the traditional wife. <laughs> okay. Take that back. State of the city. Area code 360. Yeah, when you talk about the Seattle City Council, you should lead in with the monkeys. Here we come, walking down the street, get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Well, we know a better version of that, which Andrew sings. Yes, he does. <laughs> okay, let's we'll get that one back up. Uh, 206 says Curly for mayor. No, not once they see my... Uh, no, and then Mike in Portland. Seattle is definitely nicer um, than Portland. We're moving from Portland to Mercer Island. Oh, well, thank you, Mike. Then how to change his name to Mike in Mercer Island. That will scan better. <laughs> Uh, work perks uh, 206 says won't be happy till we get 32 hours a week classified as full-time and two months paid vacation sorry employers have to realize we're not in the gilded age turn of the century mindset hmm. got it uh, 425 did sherry uh, just have a don lemon moment with her reference to oldies if uh, the show wasn't so funny i would consider starting a campaign to cancel both of you ouch <laughs> what, wow yeah. Yeah, we are both going to go to that class. Um, golf, Adam in Bremerton says, as a 32-year-old veteran of golf, you absolutely pull your pants down and hit your next shot if you don't make it past the ladies' tees on your drive. That's right. Thank you, Adam. Uh, Adam goes all the way. Most people don't pull their whole pants down. They just sort of, you know, do the other parts. Just the easier sort of thing. I'm a jigger. 360, and there you have it. John can join Don Lemon at training. No, I'm not going to training with Don Lemon. Why? That was legit. Look it up on Google. Don't kill the messenger. Well, you didn't say that that's only for men in their prime that do that. You just said if that's no. what men do on the golf course. You don't have the ladies' tees. That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah no, it is Sometimes time for my scenes sound like giggles. <laughs> you guys worked that out well. All right. Thank you, Teeny. <laughs> Golly. The show is absolutely perfect up until that point. Flawless. <laughs> Here we go. Sherry? Okay. Area code 206. Regarding yesterday's show, I liked it, Curly, but three critiques. One, uh -huh. more LBJ quotes. One was insufficient. Two, more fart sounds. You can never go wrong with fart sounds. Just ask Sherry. True. Three, no hand jokes. There we go. I, I, that listener is trying to destroy this show. That's all she wrote. <laughs> that, I think we do that very well on our own. I, I don't think we need any help. 206 with that. pushing us over the edge. Me and Jacob are inspiring. a little too tight. So when you make them up, give me a inch that I can let out there uh, because they cut me. It's just like riding a, a wire fence. These are almost these are the best that I've had anywhere in the United States. Didn't make it to the end on that I one. Know, All right. Sorry. Here's Nate. <laughs> sorry, 206. Didn't get the whole thing. There's Nate over there. Deacon plumbing traffic. <laughs> All right. Seattle. Oh, <laughs>